Tigers Avenue. We are doing a Saturday show pregame uh, show here. Um, we're going to have a collab show today. I, I, I can hear JP right now. I, you're good on our end. I don't hear him on our, on our end, so you're good. Well, I, I, he's talking, and I can't like in the middle of me talking. So I don't know how to switch that. You'll need to. Change the audio on his stream yard. Change the audio. When you're in his stream yard, you got to go to settings, audio, and then change the audio to something other than the speakers of your laptop. Sorry, y'all. We are trying to get things figured out. We're, uh, we're doing things a little unorthodox today. We have kind of two streams going today because uh jp's show is actually kind of a small branch off of our show and so we all share uh the same streaming account and stuff like that but he's going to be joining us here in just about three minutes and then we will bring him in and start to discuss lsu mississippi state um obviously the game will be kicking off here in right around an hour um reagan i'm i i, I gotta say i'm a little nervous well, I, I mean, it's a, it's going to be a really close game, and here's why I think it's going to be a close game. Number one, it's 11 a.m. kick. Um, it's in Starkville. They're going to have to deal with uh, the cowbells. Um, and I, I feel like those 11 a.m. kicks, when definitely when you're away, are a lot harder on the team to get ready, get going, get emotionally right for the game if that makes any sense yeah and it, it's it's like the emotions are hard to to get moving uh and i think it, it's hard to get started and so i think we come out kind of flat honestly and that's what makes me nervous that's what makes me worried the most about this game is is if we come out starting slow and they have all the momentum are we going to be able to uh respond and, and stay on top of things and not let the game get out of hand. So those are my, you know, immediate concerns. But, I mean, we'll see how it plays out. Maybe they come out on fire. I would love that. Maybe BK's got them ready and has adjusted them to this this 11 a.m. kick. Um, but I, I'd be really – I'd be really concerned about how we start this game. Yeah, um, and I mean, we'll have to find out, you know, if they're if they're ready to play. 
Um, you know, I got my TA bucket hat going on because, you know, the sun's going to be out. You know, you don't want to get sunburned at the stadium. I'm not going. I'm, you know, we're not going to be there, but, you know, I'm getting in the mood. I'm getting in the mood for this 11 a.m. kickoff. Uh, so, Reagan, are you ready to bring in Mr. Yeah, let's, JP? Let's, let's bring Fears in. Let's bring Mr. Fears in. Boys in. What's going on, guys? What's, What's up, up, JP? How y'all doing? We're doing good. How are you? Oh, man, doing great. Doing great. It's another Saturday. I got to ask. Oh, the ask Dion. Oh, the Dion. Yeah, the Dion going. Sir, got to have the glasses on for this, boys. Hey, take your hat off and your sunglasses off when you're talking to me, Swar. No, sir. No, sir. You got to take <laughs> them sunglasses off. Man, I got to ask, what do y'all think about uh, Colorado, Colorado State being game day? Where I'm else would they it. go? I'm, yeah, I'm all for it. it. I'm all for it. Oh, Reagan's for it. Okay, why? Wow. I, I am all for it, especially, especially with what has unfolded this week between the Colorado State coach and, and, and the, the Buffaloes being offended by what he said. Uh, I, I don't know what kind of idiotic uh, brain this guy is carrying around between his ears. <laughs> uh, to make a statement like I take my hat off and my, my glasses off when I talk to someone. Uh, that's what my mama taught me. Like, how how dumb do you have to be to just add fuel to the fire? That's right. You know they're about to run it up on them. And it's they're going to, like no to run it all over them. I mean, Shador, uh, Weaver, Jimmy Horn. Travis Hunter, Dylan Edwards, it's going to be a, an absolute massacre. And it's at Boulder. It's in Boulder. Uh, yep. It's, it's going yeah, it's, it's it's to be bad. bad. Uh, JP, thanks for joining the podcast, bro. Uh, I got to ask. Thanks for joining mine. Yeah, we're joining <laughs> each other's. It's a little weird. Um, so I've got to ask, JP. I got to ask first off. Obviously, we're going to preview on this matchup LSU versus State. Yeah. Uh, now, look, you're an Ole Miss fan, but your brother is a big state fan. That's, That's why right. I wanted to ha- bring on, bring y'all on. Um, he was unable to join us this morning, so you got to, I guess, kind of preview this a little bit out of your, you know, brother's lenses uh, as oh, a yeah. state fan for us. Yeah. So, uh, why don't you give us a, a first take on uh, this LSU State game? Well, LSU started off a little rocky this year, as we both know. Y'all finally joined that win column last week. Um, <laughs> For sure. State, states only beat LSU and Startful once in this century. <laughs> they, LSU is a nine-point favor. So I'm going to do the justice, and I might make some people upset, and that and that's fine, and that's fine, right? But Hell State on this game day today. Whoa! The Bulldogs are going to upset the LSU Tigers in Startful today. I I will say this. The nine-point spread is a surprise to me. I would bet the Bulldogs to cover, but I will not take the Bulldogs outright. Uh, I, I think these 11 a.m. kicks in Starkville have always been close games. The last time we played in Starkville, two years ago, it was an 11 a.m. kick, and it was a three-point ball game. Um, yep. the, the interesting thing in this game, Here's like the storyline of this game to me, and y'all can tell me if I'm wrong or what you think the storyline is, but Mike Leach uh, uh, passes away 
Obviously, Mike Leach is the author of the air raid offense. Now Zach Arnett is their head coach, and the air raid offense offense has left uh, Mississippi State uh, in Mike Leach's passing. Um, and now Zach Arnett seems to very be a very run heavy offense so far uh, against so far. Arizona last week. Will Rogers only threw the ball 17 times. He was 13 for 17 last week. And he w- I know they ran the ball a lot against uh, southeastern Louisiana. I don't know off the top of my head how many times he threw it against southeastern Louisiana. But I know for a fact that Will Rogers has not passed 40 attempts this year in the passing game in two games. Whereas under Mike Leach, he would have thrown the ball 40 times in one game. And it seems to be a very run-heavy offense, but LSU is absolutely its weakest in the secondary. Uh, Our secondary is our Achilles heel right now. It is is the clear issue and problem of this team. So I am curious to see. Will Zach Arnett and the Mississippi State Bulldogs stick with their heavy run game, or have they watched the film? Will they make adjustments, and will they throw the ball a lot more, considering how poor LSU's secondary has been playing? And I, I want to get both your thoughts on this. Zach, give me your thoughts first, and then, JP, if you'll if you'll follow up on that, what are your thoughts on today's offensive game plan for state do they stick with what they've been doing or do you think we see something different i honestly think we see something different um obviously week one not a mass you know big matchup they had kind of a tough matchup last week having to uh go against arizona going to overtime i still think there was some stuff being held back um from this offense that they're going to show today we know that Will Rogers is fully capable uh, of, of being able to throw the ball. We watched him last year. He's phenomenal at knowing when to throw the football. At, yeah. Like ti- timing, he's really good at his timing on throwing the football. Um, and, you know, against a secondary that has mightily struggled this year so far for LSU, uh, it definitely worries me. And I think, obviously, I mean – if you're a smart coach, you understand that LSU's weakness is the secondary, so you attack that weakness, right? So right. I fully expect we're going to see a lot more pass attempts. Uh, prop, I think you will see the most pass pass attempts uh, for Will Rogers than in one single game than you have in the last two. In this game, than yeah. you have in the last two. So I fully expect uh, Mississippi State to try and exploit LSU's weakness. But the biggest thing for me for LSU to counter that is, and I've said it, I said it preview in Florida State. I said it even before Grambling. LSU has got to get home on the pass rush. They have Absolutely. to. They have to get pressure. They have to get Will Rogers down, take him down um, in order to help this secondary out. They didn't do it against Florida State. And they, they started off looking horrible against Grambling. Um, they, they, didn't, they didn't really get much pass rush against Grambling either. They had one no. sack. and I think it was in like they the had fourth one quarter. sack. That's they had one sack, and that was Jordan Jefferson. It wasn't even one of your starting guys. So, like, you have to be able to get a pass rush in the SEC. Um, and so, to counter that, it's going to be a big task for Mississippi State to be able to hold up against LSU's defensive line. 
Um, but LSU, so far, they haven't proven yet that they can get home. Yeah. JP, what do you think? I don't I don't think they shy away of what they've been doing. I think they're still going to run the ball, but don't be shocked if they start testing the waters a little bit. I say they start off what they do. They're going to run, run, get maybe say they get second in one. I'm going to try to test the waters on their DBs and see what happens. But I think they're still they're still going to stick true to who they are this season. I believe they're still a defensive mindset like they've always been, especially under their new head coach. But uh, I think they're going to still do their thing. But if they test the waters for sure um, and it gets to a point where y'all's DBs can't handle it, then then we're going to get into let's just keep the ball in Will's hands and let's keep throwing that thing. So, And you know what? I'll, I'll be honest, JP. I am right there with you. I think it will – we, we will see the offense of Mississippi State adjust based on what happens early. Like, you're going to try and establish your run game. Yeah. And once Mississippi State does that, if, they're, if they have success in the run game, I think you're, you're, you're spot on there. I think they'll yeah. test it and, and push the ball. Because, oh, yeah. I mean, as soon as you establish a run game and your, your linebackers and – are anticipating run. Your coverage is anticipating run. They're already peaking in the backfield. That's when you run a play action and you burn them, uh, which can definitely happen. Uh, So I'm right there with you. I think they still stick with the run game pretty heavily. But if if they have success early with the run game, I I think they're going to go to the pass game pretty quickly and and try to use all all thirds of the field. to exploit LSU's weakness. But, all right, JP, what, what you got for us? Yeah, so I'm going to hit up on, like we always do, I don't know if you guys check us out every week. Uh, hopefully you guys do. But um, we just run through the top 25 games of the week, of the weekend and stuff like that. Give each prediction, and then we'll hit up on um, the game day, which is in Boulder, Colorado, Deion Sanders. Absolutely. Um, we're going to hit up that at the very end. <laughs> so first game is first, and – we're going to hit up on number three Florida State playing Boston College. Y'all have seen a lot of Florida State first week. <laughs> uh, just a little bit. They got a 24.5 uh, point spread on them. You think they're going to, of course, win this game? What's, what's y'all thinking on this? Win they're and win cover. And cover. Yeah, yeah. Win yeah. and cover. <laughs> oh, yeah. Florida State I thought is I heard like- an echo there for a second, but <laughs> – Florida State is a legitimate national championship contending team, uh, yeah. and there's no question. That. I think they win the ACC outright. I think oh, the yeah. only competition they have in the ACC is North Carolina. Um, yeah. I don't think Clemson's that much of a threat. And I think they're going to run through the ACC yeah. and be in the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next one, these are all of our 11 o'clock games I'm hitting up first. Next one we have is number seven, Penn State, facing Illinois. Penn State's got a 14-point spread on it. Penn State looks good, in my opinion. I know they haven't faced a lot of people uh, right there, but they look very, very good this season so far. This one's at Illinois, um, so I think it'll be a little bit interesting. I know Illinois, you know, not a strong, strong team, but – uh, Penn State having to go on a road, this I think will be their toughest test of the season so far because I don't think they've played anybody in the first two games. I'm pulling, look, trying to look it up now. Um, I'm pretty sure they've played pr- pretty much just two cupcakes before this o- Illinois game. So this will be probably the biggest test for them this season, having to go on the road 
I think that's probably why you see a little bit closer spread. I, I, you're like close spread. I mean, it's 14 points, but you know, if this is at Penn State, expect a a, a much much uh, bigger spread. But uh, I, I fully expect Penn State maybe to struggle a little bit early and then pull away. Um, yeah, I, I, give me Penn State in this, and I'll even say they cover. I think Penn State is the biggest threat to Michigan this year in the Big Ten. Um, I think Ohio State's sitting in third place this year by the end of the year in, in the Big Ten. So I'll take Penn State over Illinois, and I think they cover. Yep. Next, we got number 15, Kansas State, on the road facing Missouri. It's only a field goal, looks like, so far. Um, wow. Missouri's last top 15 win at home was in 2010 against Oklahoma. Wow. Do you think they're going to do it again? Do you think we have an upset today in Missouri? I think it might be close, but I, I will be interested to see how they play Kansas State, you know, um, because obviously LSU is going to see Missouri later on this year. Uh, we have to go to Missouri. This game is also at Missouri. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they play against, uh, you know, their best competition that they've seen so far. Um, they've struggled a little bit with uh, these cupcakes. So, how do they do against the number 15 team in the country? It'll be interesting. I do believe they lose, and I would say that Kansas State covers. Uh, yeah, I'll take Kansas State. Um, the, Kansas State in the last two, three years has really made some noise in the Big 12, and I've really liked what they've been doing lately. I'll take Kansas State over, over Mizzou. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, next we have, and I'm just going to skip some games until we just get some highlights. I know you guys got to get back to y'all's podcast and stuff. We got South Carolina on the road facing number one, Georgia. I think this is going to be closer than the 27 point. Absolutely. Um, South Carolina, I mean, it, you know, it almost feels like, you know, they, they're one and one obviously on the season. They didn't play a great game against North Carolina game one. But I still feel like this team is dangerous. Like, I still feel like they have the ability to pop off against somebody. Is it this week against Georgia on the road? Probably not. Um, but I definitely think uh, South Carolina covers the spread. I think this is closer than Georgia is happy with um, because yeah. they're still in that phase of trying to figure – you know, Carson Beck's try still trying to figure things out. I mean, I, I believe he – I fully believe he's a good quarterback. I'm not saying he's bad by any means, but – um, you know, Georgia's still in kind of that figuring out phase um, after having to lose after losing everybody from last year uh, that, that won the national championship. So, you know, and South Carolina, they're they're more established with who they have, um, the guys that came back. So, um, you're going to have a little bit more chemistry uh, leaning on South Carolina side, I think. But I, I ultimately believe Georgia wins this game. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll kind of echo the same thing. I think Georgia wins, but I think it's a much closer game than the spread uh, is showing. I don't think Georgia is what they've been. I, I do not think Georgia wins the national championship again this year. They just don't look the same without Stetson Bennett, which is which is something you would expect. I mean, they, they you lose a quarterback like Stetson Bennett, uh, it's going to look different. I, I think Carson Beck is a little inexperienced. Uh, and the, the defense isn't exactly the same. The defense is really good, don't get me wrong. But it's not, I mean, just dominant like it has been. And right. the offense, like, the thing you can rely on the most with Georgia is giving the ball to Brock Bowers. And that's about the only thing that's been really consistent for, for Georgia. Yeah. But I think this is a close game. I think Georgia wins. But 
I don't think Georgia even wins the East this year. No. Yeah, I agree for sure. I mean, South Carolina has only won one game against Georgia since Spirit retired. That was in 2019. <laughs> so, yeah, I think Georgia will pull it out. But like you said, I don't think – they're not the Georgia team we've been seeing over the past couple of years. Um, so, I don't think that we're going to – I don't think it's going to be even a matchup for sure. Um, next, we got Alabama on the road against South Florida. Alabama got upset by Texas last week. How did they come back? It's their first game against a non-Power 5 team, and I don't know how long I feel like. So, obviously, they're probably going to win because they're Alabama and they're facing a terrible team. But how do they bounce back? They got a new quarterback today. So, yep. they have their backup starting. Tyler Butler. Yeah. Yeah. What y'all thinking? <laughs> Roll tag. Uh, you know what I think. <laughs> uh, I think I think Alabama. I mean, there it's a thirty-four point spread. That's a that's a really big spread. Um, I mean, I understand South Florida's like not good. Like, I understand that, but thirty-four points and they're on the road in South Florida. Uh, I think Alabama beats them pretty handily, but I think it's more like a twenty-eight point spread. Okay. Yeah. I I love this is so much fun for me. I don't know for y'all. Uh hopefully y'all feel the same way. But it is so wonderful to watch Alabama Alabama number one lose at home at home in Tuscaloosa, Texas. Although I hate Texas. If they both could have lost, I'd have been happy. Yeah. Uh, but to watch Bama lose at home. And number two, they have quarterback problems. They can't figure out who their quarterback is. Uh, it, it's We're a lot of fun to watch this from an Alabama team. Uh, <laughs> and you're telling me that the, the same offensive coordinator from Notre Dame and the same offense, uh, a quarterback from Notre Dame last year at Notre Dame that lost to Marshall is going to come to Alabama and be any better than Jalen Milrow last week? Please. It, it's going to be the same type stuff. It's going to be the same stuff. It, yeah. It's going to look not – Top tier. It's not going to look what you're used to with Alabama, and it's going to be like that all year long. I told Zach and Dad before the season they don't have a quarterback like they're like they're used to. They don't have the weapons on the outside like they're used to. They don't have a running back like they're used to. Yeah. And their their defense isn't as good as they're used to. This is not the the dominant Alabama team that we are used to seeing in the Saban era. Uh, they're lacking weapons. And they're lacking dominance on the defensive side, and I freaking love it. So, <laughs> is, is this the new Alabama that we have to have to get used to? I wouldn't say it's because the everybody's new. trans. Everybody's either transferring yeah. or they're not going to Bama. I, People are I coming would, to LSU or Ole Miss. Yeah. They're going to Texas, Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> I would it's say not about who you play or where do yeah. you play. It's about who you play for. I would say that that after this year, um, the two quarterbacks, Milrow and Buckner, I don't think either of them remain at Alabama. No. I don't think either of them remain at if Alabama. If Milrow does, he'll be a running back. I think they get <laughs> I think they get like a veteran quarterback that's really good out of the portal and he plays one year for them next year, and then they bring along Ty Simpson or Eli Holstein. 
Yeah. Uh, they're they're young guys because yeah. Eli Holstein and Ty Simpson, I think, have some serious uh, talent and can be really good for Alabama, but they're not – I don't think they're there yet. They're not ready yet. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, let me get three more out of you guys, and I want to let you guys go. Yeah, sure. Number 11, Tennessee, on the road against Florida. Tennessee, Tennessee has not won in the swamp in 20 years. Tennessee They're winning 20. today in the swamp. Tennessee by 20. What is five and I don't, a half? I don't know about 20. I don't know about 20 because I was not impressed with Tennessee 20. last week, and I haven't been impressed with Florida at all this season. Oh, no. um, I do I do think Tennessee wins here in the swamp. Um but I think it's going to be close because I'm not. I, I I think they're both. I think Tennessee's a little bit above, you know, above, you know, like subpar, you know. They, they and they might eventually like come along. Like Tennessee may eventually come along and be a, a lot better team. I think they have that ability. Um, I I, I am not impressed with Florida, and I don't think we're going to see a whole whole lot of improvement i mean you'll see some obviously that's what happens with every college football team as the year progresses but i think florida's gonna be you know probably an eight and four or worse team and i think this is one of those losses to tennessee yeah i I definitely think uh tennessee's winning this game let me let me look at something real quick before i make this statement um Tennessee hasn't really played much competition yet, Yet, obviously. And last week, look, Austin P is a good team. I, I, Austin P is a solid team. So, uh, I, I don't think they're, they're – they're, they're a better team than Virginia is, in my opinion. And that's the other team uh, Tennessee has played. Okay, so Tennessee has to play Georgia or, – or Georgia has to play Tennessee in Knoxville this year. Yep. And that, to me – uh, is huge for them, and I think they win the SEC East because of that, for that sole reason. Yeah. I think the only competition for the SEC East is between Tennessee and Georgia, and if if it was in Sanford, I would say Georgia's your SEC East champion, but it's in Knoxville. So give me the Falls to win the SEC East this year, and wow. I think they beat Florida today by at least two touchdowns. Nice. Wow. Nice, nice. Next one, we got Georgia Tech on the road versus number 17, Ole Miss. I will be at that game tonight. Um, Trey Harris is out, and Judkins is questionable. Wow. Game time. Maybe that's why it's a 16-point spread. Yeah. And, I mean, this is the first time that Georgia Tech has – we've played Georgia Tech in – I say in Mississippi we've played them. So, I think we pull it out. I think we're still struggling on the run game. Um, that has been very surprising to me. Very yeah. surprising. Everybody's got her number this year. Um, so what's y'all thinking on that? Uh, I think Ole Miss ultimately wins this game. I, they may end up still covering the spread, even if uh, Harris and Judkins aren't playing. I still think they have that ability to, to beat uh, – Georgia Tech's not good. They're just not a good team. Um, I mean, are they a power five team? Yes. But they're just that I, they're not a good team. I think Ole Miss should be able to win this one pretty handily. They might be even to cover the, cover the spread. I, I mean, I would I would assume that Ole Miss wins is about three touchdowns or more. I'm with Zach on this. Um, the only thing I will say for Ole Miss fans, I will say this: 
They are better than they were last year. Yeah, Georgia yeah, Tech yeah. is better than they were last year. Georgia Tech last year was just horrible. I mean, just horrible. Uh, they they fired that coach. They hired you know their offensive coordinator. They promoted him to head coach. And the way he finished the season last year, they were really impressed with him. So ultimately decided to hire him. Um, I watched the Georgia Tech game against Louisville, and they ended up losing the game to Louisville. But early on in that game, they showed, showed some major flashes in their offense. Uh, and I don't know if you all know this or not, but Haynes King transferred from A&M to Georgia Tech. So um, it is a better team than it was last year, and it's significantly better at the quarterback position le- than last year. But it's in Oxford. So so give me Old Miss to cover the spread and win this yeah. game. But don't be – I would not be surprised if they made it close. Yeah. But ultimately, I think Ole Miss is the better team and wins. Yeah. I feel like we play them close every single year and always find a way to pull it away. So, hopefully, 6.30 tonight, we're pulling away with that victory. Um, but last one I want to reach out, you know, talk about is game day today. We got Colorado State on the road, not far, <laughs> going to Boulder, facing Colorado. Colorado yeah. by 50. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Colorado by 50. Yeah, uh, I, I think Dion, uh, fellas, if you will echo me, it has become what? Personal. Personal. It's become personal. Personal. They messed around and made it personal. 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 <laughs> Y'all, I love that. Uh, I love that from Dion. You know, he did that last week with Nebraska. I really don't know what happened with the whole Nebraska thing. Uh, something Yo, about pregame, midfield, something prom, happened. And prom, Go ahead. Prom has that instinct in him like Michael Jordan did. Like, even if there's nothing yes. there, he's going to create something so that there is a competitive drive in him to demolish his opponent. It fires me up. Dude, he it is fires so me up. It makes me want to put a Colorado Buffs hat on, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. He, I don't know if I got that. Deion Sanders. So they asked him on game day if he if his ultimate goal was to be in the NFL. Deion Sanders would not be successful in the NFL. No. Deion Sanders can be absolutely elite in the college level. Here's why: he is polarizing to high school recruits and college men. Like yeah. college age boys, like his the the way he talks, the way he carries himself, um, it, it is it is what I think attracts all of these recruits to him. Yep. It, he is a polarizing, and of course, he's Deion Sanders, right? Like, so let's not forget about that. But his personality and his charisma, he is going to out recruit a lot of teams. Colorado is going to recruit really stinking well, and Deion Sanders is going to have Colorado playing really stinking good for several years to come. Oh, yeah. Um, Because of his ability to recruit and because of how polarizing he is. But Colorado State's coach, for for whatever reason, decided to take a jab (laughs) at Deion Sanders and just make matters worse. It it could have been like a solid in-state rivalry, Colorado State versus Colorado – but they done messed it around in the words of prime and made it personal. And like Zach said, they're probably going to drop 50 on these folks. Oh Um, yeah. yeah. Like it's going to be a problem. Now I will say this at times, 
at times, their defense is a little shaky. But their offense makes up for where their defense lacks because they just keep scoring. They just keep scoring. Uh, it's also in Boulder, so it, it's going to be an annihilation. And, and going to be absolutely he kept his mouth shut. He could have. He should have kept his mouth shut. Oh yeah, by far. Yeah, Boulder, beautiful place. I've uh, been there multiple times. Um, and really? it's like nine o'clock. It's yeah. late game, so it's really? going to be. Yeah, I think. What is it? Where's the time at it? Yes, 9 p.m. Is oh, it is a late game for us. So, the it's going to be Wolves howling in the background. And like you said, Dion. for me, if I was a college person, like, heck, yeah, I want to go play for Dion, right? Like, it's Deion Sanders. He yeah. recruited the number one defensive back in the country to Jackson State. Yeah. Number what one player, else? period. Yes. Period. Both sides of the ball. Yeah. And he is phenomenal. And he goes to Jackson State to play with Dion. Yeah. What else can this dude guy recruit? Well, he already landed in the next class, the other number one DB in the class, in Camorian uh, McLean. Now, McLean has been hurt this season and hasn't got to play. But there's another elite DB on that team. And when he's healthy, he's going to be playing. Yes. So, like – and of course, he went and got that kid out of uh, out of Kansas, Dylan Edwards, who was like the number one running back in the state or the number one player in the state of Kansas. And now he's one of the key players on their entire offense in, in, yeah. in number three, Dylan Edwards. Um, and, and Travis Hunter is a is a freak. I like so 2019 LSU. If you're a college football fan, like it was must watch TV. What LSU's right. offense was doing, you just had to watch it because it was so awesome. Colorado is that same way for me this year. Oh, yeah. If you're a college yeah. football fan, you're watching that. It's must-watch TV. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're going to be exciting to watch all year long. I can't wait for them to get deep into conference play. And they Oregon next week? See yep. and UCLA. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm pumped for that. Yeah. Yeah, the crazy thing about it is last year, they could barely even sell tickets to a game. <laughs> this year – I looked it up. This year, the cheapest ticket for today's game is two hundred dollars. Oh my! The God. most expensive it's sold out. one is yeah. over seven hundred dollars, and they are almost sold out. Yeah. Wow. What is this man doing? And he's I, him. He he's is, him. He's, he's him. He's just being him. That's it. He's just being I, I, I love his. I love his antics, man. Like you've been hearing him say "bull jump." That is so funny to me. <laughs> They've been talking that bull junk. They've yep. been talking that bull junk. <laughs> and my thing is, is with his son at quarterback, we've been through two games, and he is 97 yards away for 1,000 yards passing. Oh, my God. He, Shador is a legitimate Heisman contender. Oh, for yeah, sure. For sure. Legitimate. He's probably number one over Caleb Williams for sure. Give me Colorado winning the natty this year. <laughs> oh, my Whoa. We're bringing the chip. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, we're bringing the chip to Boulder. All right, guys. Jay, I appreciate appreciate you guys uh, jumping on with us this sure. morning. Saturday with the boys. I'm without my brother, but I got my two other brothers with me. Absolutely. We're at Tigers Avenue. Make sure you jump off here. Go check those guys out. Love what you guys do. LSU appreciate fans it. love you guys as well. We'll see you guys later.
Well, Appreciate hey, for, you, for our viewers that want to listen to the JP, the, the, well, I thought I said the JP podcast, the Fears Boys podcast. That's right. Fears Boys. It, it used to be the, the the JP podcast or whatever That's you right. call it. <laughs> but now it's the Fears Boys podcast. Y'all go follow them. They're two brothers just like us, just talking sports. That's right. It's good All right, guys. We'll check out you guys later. See you. See you, JP. Right, see Appreciate you. Hi, Reagan. That was fun. Yeah, that was awesome. That was great. That was great. I, I love talking college football, and and that was that was a really good segment there. So, all right, you want to get back into LSU State, huh? Yeah, absolutely. I think we need to hit a quick break. We'll come back, hit some comments, and then we'll get back on our uh, tools for success here, or to, TA tools for triumph, and we'll talk <laughs> what. Uh, LSU needs to do to win this game right after this. Five-star hero, your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram at Saints Anthem and at Twitter at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. All right, we're back and uh, let's get to some of these comments. Tyler Townsend, morning, guys. We're about two, or excuse me, 20 minutes away from kickoff. I'm excited. Uh, Miss Peggy's in here. She said the LSU offense needs to have a big day. Amen. Uh, yeah, they, Amen. I know it sounds like we're every time I say this, I'm always thinking like, well, duh, but it's true. Like LSU's offense, they're gonna have to outscore their opponent, right? Um, obviously, yeah, you have to outscore your opponent to win a football game, but uh, y'all get what I'm saying. Like, it's gonna it's gonna have to be LSU's offense stepping up and helping. Uh, you know, kind of make up for what the secondary is going to allow. Uh, so we'll see. Dad's in here today. He says, uh, after thought up, stuff today, LSU 34, MSU 31. He also no. said USC and Oregon will be losses for Colorado, but they should be seven and five or so. I think they're better than seven and five. Uh, I'll, I'll say eight and four, nine and three. Yeah, I think they're eight and four, nine and three. I agree. Uh, Miss Leslie Dupree said, said go five. Tigers. What did you say? I said at the beginning of the season, I would have said seven to five or worse. But yeah. Be honest, now I'm saying well. eight and four or better. <laughs> we'll find out. Leslie, go Tigers. Absolutely. Uh, Dad also said major key to the game is O-line for sure. And that really leads us into our next segment, Reagan, uh, the TA tools for triumph. Um I have to say, you know, Reagan, obviously we knew the secondary was going to be an issue. I think what yeah. dad what dad just mentioned was was uh kind of a surprise for us to see the offensive line struggle uh a little bit, obviously, and obviously on the first game. We'll see yeah. what they do offensively, uh and, and what five guys they roll out there today as the starting five. I'll be interested to see the first five guys that take the field. Um so, anyways, but but I think the offensive line has to have a good day. LSU needs to be able to establish the run. Um, because, I, I mean, once you get into this, the thick of this uh, schedule in the SEC, uh, you cannot be one-dimensional. You cannot be one-dimensional. you got to be able to keep teams honest. you got to be able to at least run the ball, yep. at least keep them honest. 
Um, so I think that'd be that'd be a really big step step up for the offensive line today to get some push to be able to open up some lanes for these running backs. Let me see Logan Diggs. I want to see Logan Diggs versus this state team. I mean, I, I understand it was I understand it was Grambling. I understand like you know he did what he's supposed to do to a point like that, but he played with some energy. He Bro, played with different. a burst. There was something different. Yeah, there was definitely something a little different when he was running. Exactly. So, I, I mean, shoot, Caleb Jackson, too. Both those Absolutely. guys, when they got the football, they ran with purpose. They ran with power. Um, and, and they ran with energy. So, I want to see some more of that today from uh, these running backs, even if it's not those two guys. Let, let's see. Some, I mean, I, I fully believe Josh Williams gives his 100% effort. And, uh, you know, I mean, he's out. He's a leader on this team. So, um, I want to see the running backs be able to have a good game. Um I also want to see, you know, the the secondary take a step, you know, forward. I'm not saying it'd be perfect because we know that they're not, and we and we know what that they are the greatest strength, uh, excuse me, weakness on this team. Just take a step up. Just take a step forward. You know, as the season progresses, you're gonna get better. So do that today. Take a step forward. Um, maybe we see, you know, maybe a turnover or a key play by one of these these corners today. I would love to see that. Uh, Zach, just some things to mention that 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 will be important to this game. Number one, Omar Spates is is pro- is probably not going to play today. He was doubtful, along with uh, Mason Taylor. I think was is going to be like a game time decision Correct. or something like that with the sprained ankle last week. So those will be some things to look out for. Um, I think that that kind of excites me because that means Greg Penn and the West boys are going to be in, or the Weeks boys will be in the middle, and that means and, and Brian Kelly made it clear that Harold Perkins was going to be on the outside. I, I think Harold Perkins needs to break out this game. Uh, it, it's been, you know, we saw a flash of it last week. He's playing on the outside, playing on the perimeter. You know, saw the screen coming from uh, the quarterback, read the screen last week met the guy behind the scrimmage line and absolutely rocked him. We need, we need to see more of that. We need to see Harold Perkins getting home, causing problems, and intimidating uh, this Mississippi's off, Mississippi State offense and keeping them one-dimensional in the run game. Because if we keep them to the run game, I think LSU's going to win this game uh, by like 10 points um, if they're not challenging our secondary. Yeah. Uh, that That's that's one thing, like – We've discussed, and we, we're, I'm going to continue to harp on and, and echo you, you, Zach. We've got to get a pass rush, and Harold Perkins needs to be involved in that. He yeah. is the heartbeat and life of this defense. Of the pass rush. He single-handedly would bring this defense alive. And when a player plays like that and brings energy, everybody else around him elevates their game. Um, I'm also really excited to see Mason Smith. I think Mason Smith in his first game last week played a little reserved, and I think that was on purpose, and that's okay because he's working back from injury. Uh, It was his first game back. It was grambling. I want to see that dog today. I want to see him wreaking havoc, uh, smothering the run game, getting pressure up the middle uh, because we need a pass rush, no doubt, but we also need a pass rush up the middle. And that has been lacking severely the last two years. Um, the other key to, my, the, or 
the the tools for triumph for me is Logan Diggs. You mentioned him already, and, and, and I'm Logan Diggs last week when he ran, it was different, man. He ran with energy and passion, purpose. He he ran low and and centered. He was balanced. And when he was met with contact, he was able to fight through it and get more yards. Whereas in the first week against Florida State, we didn't see much of that. It was like first contact, you were kind of going down. Um, Logan Diggs was different, man. I don't care who the opponent was. That was some awesome running. And, and Caleb Jackson as well. Yeah. To me, I want to see Logan Diggs have another game like that. And if Logan Diggs can have another game like that, it is going to make Mississippi State's offense respect our running game. Yep. Therefore, you can open up the offense in the passing game even more. So Logan Diggs, I know we don't typically do players, Zach, uh, but Logan Diggs to me is a key to today's game. Uh, and whoever else is running the ball, but – to me right now, I think Logan Diggs needs to be your running back one. I think he earned that and proved that last week. And if he continues that success, I don't see why we don't keep giving him the ball. Because we, if, if you're running like that, like he did last week, you're going to open up this offense because they're going to have to respect it. And, and so, give you the availability to do more. Uh, we need to give some big news. Um 24 minutes ago, Wilson Alexander, Greg Brooks will be out today oh. for an undisclosed reason. Man. Yeah. That's tough. Secondary gets even weak. Yeah. It gets even weaker. Uh, Omar Spates is officially out as well. Man. Um, oof. LSU's defense is going to have a massive, massive task ahead of them. Yeah, you're, you may you may see some shuffling, Zach, today. You know, with Greg Brooks being out, you're probably going to see – Brian. Yeah, I was about to say, you're going to see Andre Sam go back to that and say Ryan probably take the nickel. And, and so that's not terrible. That's not terrible, but you definitely would like to have – Oh, yeah, you want to have Greg, Greg Brooks. Brooks on the field. That's that's a big loss. I didn't – I didn't know that. That's that's. I mean, this is the first I'm hearing of it. I didn't know he was having any issues. Or and as of uh, six minutes ago, uh, Lance Hurd is currently taking first team reps. That doesn't surprise me. That doesn't yeah. surprise me. I, I think I love Miles Frazier, and I think he's a solid O lineman. But I think ultimately the O line is going to have Will Campbell, Dellinger, Charles Turner. Emory Jones at the guard and Lance Hurd at the tackle on the right side. I I, I just – I think that's the way it's trending. Yeah, and I, I to be honest with you, I'm okay with that. Um, I really, uh, yeah, and I, and if, I don't know if you heard Emory Jones talk this week. He said that he likes playing inside. He enjoys it. Um, He's and, a little more fit for it too. And, and, yeah. and Lance Hurd is definitely a tackle. Bro, Lance Hurt. So I saw a side by side, and this is no knock on Emory Jones by any means, but I saw a side by side, I think against Grambling. They showed a clip or, or a yeah. shot of yeah. Emory Jones and Lance Hurt side by side. Dude, Lance is a huge, huge. Lance huge. is huge. He's he's bigger than Emory Jones. Like, um, yeah, like I was like, holy cow. Like, he, he like makes Emory Jones look tiny. The length of his arms is the reason he's definitely a tackle. 
his 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 length and size is why he's better on the outside, and and he should be on the outside. Lance Hurd will never play a guard. He will always be a tackle. He's built for it. He's built for it. Well, for me, Reagan, we've we've discussed a lot, but for me to just to narrow down and just say specifically what my TA tools for triumph is. Uh, for me, it's it's kind of the same as you as we've been mentioning. Um, keep them honest in the run game and get a pass rush. Get a pass rush. Um, I'm not going to put a lot of expectations right now on the secondary because I don't think we can right now. Um, I would love to see Sage Ryan have a big game. I think this is a big opportunity for Sage Ryan. Absolutely. Um, and in the spot that he's in, I would love to see him ha- play a massive role in this game because I think he has the capability. I just think he's been a little like just a little bit behind the eight ball uh, in his time at LSU. But I still think he is a phenomenally talented defensive back. And I want to see him explode today and have a great game. Maybe, maybe, you know, I mentioned I would love to see a, a defensive player, a secondary player make a big play in this game. Maybe that's Sage Ryan today and the opportunity that he gets. We're gonna find out, uh, and maybe maybe I'm going back. I get to tweet that out later on, and get to go back to this conversation that me and you had. I don't know. We're gonna find that out, Zach. I think Whit Weeks, the freshman, is going to have a good game. Uh, they like Whit Weeks a lot. I, I mean, this is no knock on his older brother, but Whit is going to be better than we than than West. Um, he's bigger in size already. He's already bigger than Wes, um, and, and just his ability. I think his his vision on the field is better. I think he actually gets the start over West uh, today. I'll, I wouldn't be surprised if West gets the start just because experience sake. But I, I think Wit is going to play a lot today, and I think we will like what we see out of Wit Weeks. Uh, and I think Wit Weeks today will earn more playing time alongside Omar when he gets back healthy. Um, because I, I think he's going to be a, a solid linebacker for the years to come, uh, the, the next few years. And and even maybe he has a big impact this year. But I'm excited to see what he does with his opportunity. You know, we got guys out today, but that just means there's an opportunity for a guy to, to make himself known, yeah. uh, to make a name for himself. I'm – Look, Denver Harris, everybody everybody was upset last week. You know, they, they've been wanting to see Denver Harris. Okay, we got Denver Harris, and then he got a touchdown scored on him. Look, you're playing the DB position. That's going to happen. I understand it was against Grambling, and it was unacceptable, and, you know, there were some things that were happening that we did not like in, against Grambling in the passing game. I think we just have to accept our defensive backroom isn't as good. But I think we got to keep playing Denver Harris because – I, I think the more experience and the more he plays, the better he's going to get. Um, he he needs to to be in the game because of his talent level. And I think he needs to be in the game to begin to understand the game better. He is used to being just the best guy on the field, period, in high school. He was the number one DB in the country, and he was used to just being better and being able to out-athlete everybody. That's not true in, in, in college football, in Division One SEC play. Uh, you're not going to just out-athlete everybody. He is a talented athlete. If you allow him to work on his game and understand the game better and pair that with his talent, 
Denver Harris can be really, really good. And I'm excited to see what he's going to do over the next few weeks. I, I really want to see him grow. Brian Kelly has said that early on he was really not doing the things he needed to do, accepting our process, embodying our process, and he didn't like the result of what not doing the process was doing was was bringing upon him. You know, he's playing third string. He was, you know, sitting out. And so he said that it seems like Denver Harris is now bought in and, and he's he's in on the process and he's willing to do the things necessary. I think Denver Harris can improve over the season and maybe our, make our secondary better than what it has been, which is really, really exciting. Um, for me, you know you're going to be weak on defense today, so the offense, I think, has to compensate for it. If, if you can go out and score on six possessions, let's say you, you you get four touchdowns, two field goals, you score on six possessions, LSU's winning this game. Um, you got to execute like you did last week. It's going to be tougher. You're playing a much better opponent. But if the offense can execute like they did last week, I don't think you're going to have to worry too much about the defensive side because Mississippi State is going to be playing catch-up with their offense. So I want to see the offense explode today and have a breakout game. Uh, I, I want to see Brian Thomas continuing to do what he did. Yeah, I want to see more good. of Chris Hilton. Uh, what would you say? He's had a good two games. You know, early on we mentioned how he could be hovering around 400 yards. He looked like he going to pass that up easily. Yeah, pretty easily. He, I mean, he had a, over 100 yards last week. So, um, he, he's been kind of the guy right now for whatever yeah. for whatever reason. It seems like Jaden and Malik have been a little bit off. But I think he and, and Brian have been really on. Uh, I really like what I saw to Chris Hilton last week. I want to see more of that. And we've got to get Aaron Anderson involved more. Yeah, like it doesn't just need to be a jet sweep. It doesn't just need to be a jet sweep. Uh, let, let's mix it up a little bit with with Aaron Anderson some more. Um, and I, I think I think LSU wins today, Zach. Uh, I think we'll give our final we can give our final score predictions after our last break uh, before we wrap it up. But yeah. those are my TA tools for success. Um, Score a lot of points on offense, and you won't have to worry so much about the defense. Uh, but Logan Diggs, for me, more than anything, really open can open this offense up. Well, here's hoping all of our TA tools for triumph comes to fruition. Let's take uh, one last break, and then when we come back, we'll give you our final score prediction, and we'll get ready for kickoff. Make sure so, you go follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Tigers Avenue. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to click off and hit that subscribe button at Tigers Avenue. We broadcast all of our shows live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. All right. Dad says 34-31. Tyler Townsend says 35-17. Oh, I love that. Reagan. last year. Reagan, what's your prediction? Um... Uh, I really think it's going to be like a field goal difference uh, because of the time of day, and it's it's in Starkville. I really do. I, I'm going to say we win 31 to 28. 31 to 28. I I would not be surprised though 
if we ran away with this and won by double digits. And and that's what I want. But my gut tells me it's going to be a, a bit of a dog fight and we're going to win 31-28 or, or something like that. I think it's going to be high scoring. I think ultimately it is going to come down to in the second half, uh, in the second half in-game adjustments and halftime adjustments and the second half in-game adjustments. Um, those are going to be very, very massive for LSU. I do think LSU wins. I think they win 38 to 32. I think it's going to be high score. I think we eclipsed. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I think we eclipsed uh, 60 points on the over under, um, which at that point would be if it's 70. 38. Yeah, it'd be 70. 70. Um, so right at the 70 mark. Um, I really, really hope LSU comes out strong. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed. L- listen, I know. Everybody always says you win the coin toss, defer, defer, defer. And I, I am majorly with that group. But with the defense the way it is, I'm not a I'm not against, I'm not upset if LSU <laughs> gets the ball first. Like get the ball first. If you get the ball first, like if we if we win the toss, we defer. I'm not upset. I'm not gonna be upset about it. Like that's the right choice. But I'm saying, like, if state wins the toss and they defer and we get the ball first, I'm okay with it. Like, go down cool. and score. Cool. Your defense is has been bad okay go down score get you a lead okay so that that's the only thing i'm saying with the coin toss and as far as getting the ball first second half whatever reagan it's about to start let's get going hey zach i will say that one more thing that i did not mention we should have mentioned zach you got to contain woody marks he, yes. he's been the key to their offense so glad this you year. mentioned that you got to contain woody marks if you can contain woody marks you're going to win this game you're going to win this game and All let, right, me, guys. let me mention this. Hold on, Ray, because I almost yeah, forgot. Go ahead. I almost forgot. So our yeah. our cousin in law, <laughs> Layton, our cousin, uh, yeah, cousin, big state fan. He came on last year to preview the game with us. He said, um, two words, Will Rogers. And then he said, if Will is a, he said, Will is a throwing quarterback, let the boy throw. If he throws for over 300 yards. And state rushes for over 150. I've got state all day, but I'm thinking it's going to be LSU by 12. Wow. Been a state fan for a long time, but where there is life, there is hope. Hell state. <laughs> Love it. Appreciate you, Layton. All right, Zach, it's time for kickoff. Go Tigers. Hopefully, we can pull it off today. Early game in Starkville. We'll see you next time here in the Tigers Avenue. Five Star Hero, take us out. Peace.